We just have a short show for you today. We're out on the road, but we do want to bring you one little thing. This is the Noid. He loves to ruin your pizza. If you've ever gotten cold pizza, a squashed pizza, or pizza that just wasn't right, the Noid did it. What you're hearing there is a commercial featuring the Noid, the annoying Domino's pizza mascot from the 80s. Do you ever wonder what happened to the Noid? No. Zach Crockett wrote about the Noid and what happened to him for Priceonomics. You know, in the commercials, um, I, I guess, you know, the whole point of the Noid was he was this creature that was kind of a manifestation of everything that could go wrong in a 30-minute delivery. So he'd be stomping on these boxes, yanking on the cheese, just, uh, you know, utterly destroying these these pizzas. And... Domino's slogan was avoid the Noid. And in 1989, this just absolutely fell apart. Um, The Noid endured probably the worst mascot PR incident in history. So so what happened? Well, on January 30th, 1989, um, this man wielding a 357 Magnum took over a Domino's in Atlanta, Georgia, and he held two employees hostage for five hours. And he had this standoff with police, and he was demanding $100,000, and he actually forced these hostages to make him pizza. And the reason he was so upset is because, you know, this was a schizophrenic man named Kenneth Noid. He had this ongoing feud in his mind with the owner of Domino's, and he thought that the owner had intentionally targeted him and... His way of lashing out was um, holding this this branch hostage. So, so he so he is in this mental state uh, where every time he sees this campaign in which a guy named Noid is the villain, he thinks they're talking about him. Yeah. In subsequent interviews with him, he said that for years he had been tortured by this creature. So was this sort of on the news and became an issue for for Domino's? This was all over the news, and the media had a field day with it. Uh, one headline read, Domino's hostages can't avoid the Noid this time. So there, there was a, sl- a slew of similar headlines like that. And it was, it was kind of one of those little pieces um, in the back of a newspaper, like the oddity news. Yeah. But a tremendous amount of people read it. And uh, the Noid really started to fall apart after that. Domino's gradually started to phase him out. And by the mid-90s, he was completely gone. Well, did they... Did they say, did the corporate people at Domino's say that, did they ever admit that it was tied to this hostage situation, that that's why they killed the Noid? Domino's never admitted that, uh, you know, there was any relation between this incident and the Noid being phased out. One Domino's employee told me that, you know, he remembers in the late 80s being forced to wear these Noid t-shirts and all this paraphernalia. And then by the early 90s, managers were demanding a recall of all these T-shirts, and no one was allowed to wear anything Noid-related. It was a very sensitive issue within the company. So, so this, uh, this kind of hostage standoff, how, how did it resolve? Well, Noid was dis- Kenneth Noid was distracted for a moment, and one of the hostages took the opportunity to uh, flee, and he successfully escaped. And Noid got incredibly confused, and and both of the hostages ended up successfully escaping. And uh, kind of in the frenzy, Noid fired two shots into the ceiling, 
bowed down on the floor, and the police apprehended him in this very strange way. He was subsequently tried, found innocent by reason of insanity, and uh, entered the correctional facility in Georgia. It's interesting. It's such a, it's such like a, the Noid is such a comical thing, and then it has this very real, very tragic end. You never would have expected that. It's, it's such a strange dichotomy. Looking back at these commercials, he's bouncing around, he's a goon, he's so joyous, and it's, it's such a stupid, silly thing, it, it, you know, it's a stupid way to promote a company. And his, the way he met his end was so tragic and so on the opposite spectrum of what he represented. Well, uh, thanks so much for talking to us about the, the Noid. Yeah, you got, you got it. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. We got an email from Christine. She says she listens to How to Do Everything while clipping coupons. Christine, these next 15 seconds are for you. You know, I figure if, uh, Christine, if you, if you clip coupons while listening to our show, I don't know how long you've been listening to our show, but let's say you've listened to, I don't know, 16 hours uh, of our show. We've probably saved you thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars. The more we talk about this, the more I realize I don't know how to pronounce coupon or coupon. It's a big debate, and uh, I, I looked it up. Coupon is correct. You know, we are, we are here for you. You know, sometimes you're walking around in the world and you have a problem and you think, who could help me with this? The answer is uh, us. Or maybe you should have learned to tie your shoes when you were a little kid. We're not, we're not here to judge. Uh, if you need to learn how to tie your shoes, we will tell you. It, it's honestly pretty visual and would make pretty bad radio. Probably the worst podcast ever. But you know what? That's what you need. We'll do it. I feel like we're giving you the sense we're begrudgingly helping, and actually we, we are happy to help. Just get us your questions at howto at npr.org. That does it for today's show. What we learned today, Mike? I learned that a hostage crisis can have a really bad impact on your corporate mascot. Yeah, it's, it's weird to think about um, sort of the real world. You know, the, the impact that these mascots make on... Their, their real-world counterparts. Right, like you wouldn't think that, you know, your dominoes, here's the Noid, but then there is somebody out there whose name, who is also Noid, he's a real Noid. There, there's, I bet there's a leprechaun out there who would very much like to keep his lucky charms to himself. He'd, he'd probably spent a long time, a lifetime, collecting them, yeah. organizing them, and he's probably constantly being approached People, tr- people wanting his lucky charms. Yeah. Why won't they just leave him alone? How to Do Everything was produced by us this week. Our intern for one last week is Seth Kelly. We, uh, we're really going to miss young Seth. I've been missing him for a few weeks now. I haven't seen him in a long time. Come back, Seth. So we can say goodbye. Our artisan residence is Justin Witte. You can send us your questions at howto at npr.com. Dot org. Our website, howtodoeverything.org. 
I'm Ian Chillog. And I'm Mike Danforth. This is NPR.